Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Once again this year, you may remember eh, a week or two ago, a lot of coverage for the March for Life in Washington, which isn't always the case. Sometimes when I have my guest this week down, Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Activities from the diocese. Um, we have to kind of tell you all about it because people didn't get to see a lot about it. But there was a lot of coverage this time, probably not the least of which that for the first time the president of the United States spoke at the – addressed the crowd at the march. So Cheryl is going to tell us all about that. Welcome back to the program, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate it. We'll get to that in a minute because uh, the real reason, of course, we have the uh, St. Gianna Mola Pregnancy Outreach Center Benefit Banquet coming up. And let's give the details for that right out of the gate here. Sure. Um, especially because we changed the uh, the normal date. This is our seventh uh, banquet and normally it's uh, right on Valentine's week. Yeah. But of course, we all know that's when our Lenten season begins. <laughs> yeah, Lent is and, uh, messing so with a lot of schedules this year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the bishop decided to move it down to the end of uh, February and we're thrilled for that because he wants to be there. And so it's scheduled for Tuesday. February 27th, and it's at the Millennium uh, Hotel again this year, so the second time that we'll be there. And we're really excited um, about having it there and who our guest is. Yes. Uh, so we're on the topic. Let's talk about that. Who's our guest? We have uh, Gloria Purvis scheduled to come. And for those of you who may not be aware of Gloria's last name, many of you may have heard her on the Morning Glory show on uh, Catholic Radio. So she usually takes the time slot in the morning, 7 to 8, with Brian. Um, and I really came uh, encountered uh, with her and in Florida. When the contingency from Buffalo was there uh, in regards to the convocation. Uh, good, because that we just talked about that a couple weeks ago too. So exactly. That's great. <laughs> so it was great because uh, I had an opportunity to meet her in person and that's when I invited her uh, to come for the banquet. So we're thrilled that she was able to clear her schedule to be able to do that. I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the banquet. Let me just ask you about that, though, since uh, Dennis Mahaney and Kathy Gawler were just down here a couple of weeks ago. Um, any developments on your end with regard to that joy of the gospel, like anything specifically pro-life or that you are working towards as we progress? You know what? Um, we They probably have mentioned to you we broke up into um, you know specific yeah, groups yeah, yeah. and uh, we're all moving forward. And I'm on the exciting 2020 group. So a lot of what I'm doing I can't really disclose, but I am on a really exciting team with uh, George uh, from our communications, George Rickert, um, Father Richard, um, and Father uh, Sean Paul Fleming. And so we've got some really exciting things coming up to really culminate that entire experience. Uh, that's a good teaser because they didn't talk about it either. So there you go. That's good. So uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, that will give us something to talk about uh, with all of you the next time we have you on. Um, so you, uh, 
you managed to uh, hook up with Gloria Purvis at that uh, event last July. Um, you know, kind of get to know her and uh, and do it. What, what's she going to be talking about specifically at our? Well, actually, dinner? what attracted me, um, and thank you for asking that question, is um, as you know, I I uh, oversee the St. Gianna Centers. We now have three locations, helped over fifteen hundred families. My husband and I, a couple of years ago, moved into the Mother Teresa home where we're actually helping moms, um, you know, really refocus their life. And what I have found is, particularly in the African-American community, um, we're not doing the job that I feel that we need to, to reach out, to let them know um, that there is help, that there is hope, and that we can make a difference. And so since Gloria, you know, has always been an advocate, she's on the National Black um, Catholic Congress Leadership Committee. Um, you know, I asked her specifically for some tips to be able to help me when I'm working um, with this community. And that's how we really kind of devised this idea. You know what? Let's talk about it. Let's not just put it under the rug or pretend it's not happening. Let's bring it to the forefront and talk about how so many in that community are being each year um, exposed to putting um, abortion clinics and centers right in the poverty-stricken areas, you know, how many times um, the girls are not even being uh, counseled or spoken to in regards to options. They're just spoken to about where, when did you want to terminate? Yeah, um, I think maybe that's one thing that people don't realize is that, and I suppose the same thing happens, right? When we just go to our doctors or if we go to emergency care or whatever, you get the quickest, easiest, and fastest option, right? You don't always get all of the, exactly. here's a whole range of things that we could do. Exactly. Here. And, and I guess I understand why that happens in many cases, but in this case in particular, eh, probably a disservice, right? To exactly. Women. And I think because they broad brushstroke it, instead of yeah. looking, you know, and I say, I do see the color of someone's skin and I embrace that. It's not that, you know, I don't, I don't see color. Yes, I do. But I also see some injustices and talk about weaving pro-life into social justice, I feel it's something that I'm definitely called to do because I'm living it and I see it and I know what happens when they go to the doctor's office, when they go to the hospitals. And yes, we have wonderful doctors and wonderful hospitals. I'm not saying that. But it's only as good as the people they encounter and how educated the people they encounter are as to what is available to help them. Instead of saying to them, you can't even afford to put food on your table. How are you going to afford diapers? How about we say to them, gosh, I know of a place that can really support your decision to choose life if you want. Give them a call. They will help you on your journey. And that's my goal. Oh, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Cheryl Caleri is the Director of Pro-Life Activities for the diocese. And by the way, you can always go to buffalodiocese.org slash pro-life. Anything we talk about today is going to be on there. You'll also find, of course, if you go down under news and media, the podcasts are there. If you want to go back and hear something again or one of our other programs, but uh, buffalodiocese.org slash pro-life and all the information about the benefit coming up at the Millennium Hotel, the uh, St. Gianna Benefit Banquet, Tuesday, February 27th, 6 p.m. The Millennium, of course, is located right by the entrance to the gallery off Walden Avenue and uh, very easy to find all the information on the website. So, yeah, you had mentioned that um, 
one of the things you're finding is that maybe we're not getting the word out about enough about what kind of help is available and what we are doing, which surprises me because that's exactly what we try to do every time you're on this show, Cheryl. <laughs> but no, I understand what you're saying and um, sounds like it might be twofold though. It's not just that we have services available and the people that need them don't know where to look, but that also service providers are not aware of the other tools at their disposal. Is that the case? It, it is. It is the case. Um, we do. We have great um, uh, connections and, and and liaisons with all of your uh, local hospitals, um, as well as some of the service agencies. But what I find is that. Like you just said, we're singing to the choir, but the choir needs to sing to the public. So <laughs> yeah, we need I mean, to we need to go out and let people know that. So maybe you're a grandparent, maybe you're someone who's chosen single life as your vocation, maybe you are a godparent and you don't have children. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that you don't know people, or if your life doesn't touch people, that might benefit from some of the services that are out there. But we don't always think about, you know, it's it's kind of like you see somebody who might need to shed a few pounds. You don't usually walk up to them and say, hey, I know this great weight loss program, yeah. right? And I look at it similarly, that, you know, obviously it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it probably is a duck. But there's ways to go around that and let people know that you there's hope and that you support them and that you love them and this is why. And those are the things that I think we're called to in evangelization when people say, what can they do to help? Sometimes it's really just keeping your eyes and ears open and speaking and letting people know where they can get the help that you see it is that they might need. Okay. I, I want to go back to something else you said too. Um, uh, you mentioned three locations yes. and let's talk about some of the specific things um, that we were just referring to, some of the specific things that you do provide, some of the help that you are giving to sure. people. Um, one of the things which is the obvious is we do connect them with material things and those are coming to us through the grace of God through donations. We don't take state, state or federal funding. So all of our uh, funding that we get goes directly to the moms and the babies. So we purchase things like the car seats and the pack and plays um, with the donations that we get because those are things that federally uh, legal liability we need to. That is one one thing, which is the material things. But let's just go back up a little bit and say, again, when you're talking about hope in a future, we try to connect them with, um, first of all, a mentor, somebody who will work with them. Uh, so they their first engagement will be with either um, myself, Cheryl, Miriam, Sarah, one of the contacts from our office. But then we try to take it to that next level. So we connect them depending on their individual need. If they need services like in parenting classes because they've never been a parent before, we'll connect them with an agency that we work with closely that will help them not only learn how to parent, but they'll get them to their doctor's appointments. They will help them um, work this, the work their way through uh, some of the things that they need to do through the social service agencies, like getting their WIC lined up, making sure that they have proper placement for their child. Um, and I don't mean placement just in where their living conditions are, but also 
um, that they have the proper place for the baby to sleep because these are all important factors that people don't really think about in the bigger picture if nobody um, really – if they don't have the support of somebody to teach them or they haven't been brought up that way, they need somebody to show them and to help them down that journey. Um, it is still the case in this day and age, I think more than people are aware of, that a young girl in particular gets pregnant and the family basically shuns them you're, you're, and in many cases throws them right out of the house. You're right, which is how, as you know, the Mother Teresa home was born. And although I thought um, we were going to be helping teens, I can tell you our average woman that we're helping is in her 20s. Yeah. And you're exactly right. One thing that just really struck me just recently was uh, one of the girls, when I showed her her room and handed her her fresh sheets um, to put on the bed, she kind of looked at me and she got really teary-eyed and I said, is it okay? I'm thinking, was there something with the room? She said, Miss Cheryl, I haven't slept in a bed since I was five years old. I slept on the floor. I slept on a couch. I slept on a cot. I don't know how to make a bed. That's a true story. So when you think of those things, sometimes we need to backpedal a little bit and think about that old saying about putting your feet into that person's moccasins. Because I have found that we take so many things for granted that even some of the simplest things, like making a bed, can become an overwhelming source of angst for someone who doesn't know how to do it. Um, and going right hand in hand with that, um, if you can't, if you don't know how to cook for yourself, how are you going to? feed a child. Exactly. I mean, all those kinds of things, they all sort of, it's like dominoes. That's you know? right. And uh, um, only you need to stack them back up. You need to stack the dominoes back up. You're going the other way with them. <laughs> so, And it's a good thing that you are. Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Activities for the Diocese of Buffalo. The annual benefit banquet for the St. Gianna Mulla Pregnancy Outreach Center is taking place Tuesday, February 27th at 6 p.m. at the Millennium Hotel on Walden Avenue in Cheektowaga near the Galleria Mall. Uh, your best source for that is to uh, go to the website at buffalodiocese.org slash pro-life. Anything we talk about today will be there. You can also call uh, 716-847-2205 is the phone number. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. The official Catholic directory for the Diocese of Buffalo is now available as a free digital document online. Visit www.buffalodiocese.org slash directory to view or download the diocesan directory as a PDF document. You'll also find instructions for printing pages or for viewing on mobile devices. The official Catholic directory for the Diocese of Buffalo, available free online at www.buffalodiocese.org slash directory. If you're suffering after an abortion, 
You don't have to suffer alone. The Catholic Church understands, and we would like to help. Through Project Rachel, we offer free, non-judgmental, confidential counseling for anyone suffering from the effects of abortion. Call Project Rachel at 716-847-2205. Remain as anonymous as you like. Call 716-847-2205. We care. Let us help you today. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining us on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Joining us once again in the studio, no stranger to the program, Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Activities for the Diocese. We've been talking about the St. Gianna Mola Pregnancy Outreach Center uh, Benefit Banquet that is taking place Tuesday, February 27th, 6 p.m. at the Millennium Hotel near the uh, Galleria on Walden Avenue in Cheektowaga. Go to buffalodiocese.org slash pro-life or call the office at 716-847-2205. They can give you all of the information about that. Um, you also have at that banquet in particular, um, uh, first of all, Bishop Malone also will uh, be speaking? Yes, Bishop Malone will do our opening remarks um, and we'll have our invocation, of of course, uh, normally uh, by Monsignor Slebecki. And um, this year, we always do some testimony, um, usually two or three. Um, but another teaser um, this year is we have one of the most unbelievable testimonies of God's hand in so many things with a couple um, who was really suffering with uh, some uh, infertility issues, who really um, put things up to prayer. And uh, there's such a beautiful uh, ending to the story. The little teaser is uh, uh, we have uh, an adoption uh, in the works for this particular couple. And it's such a beautiful story uh, that we can't all wait to tell it. Well, very good, uh, and I hope many people will join you to hear that story that night. Uh, now, um, in a few weeks back, uh, you also had your annual um, Provida Awards. We did. Right? Um, and I wanted to make sure that we uh, highlighted that since I didn't get you on before this year. Yes. That was a, a beautiful event. Once again, uh, each year we try to have a, a different parish and different vicariates host it so that we can reach as many people in the eight counties of western New York that we have. So this year um, we had it in um, Orchard Park. We had it with um, Father Paul Sile. It was absolutely a beautiful mass. As usual, um, Bishop delivered uh, a beautiful spot-on homily, and it was such a beautiful thing to see such a wide array wide range of people who were honored. Uh, we had Sarah Molitor, of course, from the Mother Teresa home, who I knew back when she was a middle schooler uh, doing Beggars for Life, and now she uh, grown and uh, graduated from Franciscan and now works for us. Um, the executive secretary to the bishop, um, Shimano Connor, who, um, as her mother tells it, you know, used to literally go to the pro-life uh, uh, marches and things in a, in a red wagon uh, right along with her parents who were themselves uh, winners at one time. Of course, we had um, both the uh, Knights of Columbus and Jim Krupka who led the charge in that and Amy Gomlick from Catholic Health who led the charge for Catholic Health in regards to the handheld sonogram machines. Uh, so that was a big endeavor that we had this past year. Uh, and they were honored for that as well. So we had, um, and then of course the deacon, uh, Deacon Schumer, Deacon Steve Schumer and his wife. She's a physician assistant uh, at 
uh, Sisters Hospital in our clinics. And uh, he, of course, is working now with the Mother Teresa Home Ministry. So it was a beautiful night um, celebrating life. We had a beautiful couple come for the um, Bishop Kimmick Award, uh, which we give every year, keeping moms in Excellencies Care is the acronym, and we give a crib away to a deserving family. And uh, this is a very young couple um, who was just thrilled to be there, and uh, that's got a beautiful story in and of itself. So it was a great night. Very nice. That's kind of our lead into the March for Life every year. That's our chance yes. to kind of highlight our our local folks. And then we join the national group. Of course, Bishop Malone uh, with you once again down yes. in uh, Washington. And a very special guest for the March for Life that I mentioned earlier in the program, the President of the United States of America. Right. It was really, it was really quite uh, the weekend. Of course, as you mentioned, um, uh, the bishop uh, was out there early for meetings, and I actually went out there a day early this year myself to get things organized and to try to check some things out at some of the expositions, knowing that it was going to be a much busier year this year. And uh, we did. We had uh, people show up in record numbers. Uh, the Vigil Mass and the Youth Rally, which was held at the Verizon Center, were both um, extremely well attended. The Vigil Mass the night before um, was absolutely beautiful, as always. Um, I was thrilled and honored that I was one of the people to be able to sit on the altar again this year. Um, and that's just such a blessing, um, not just because of where I'm sitting, but who I'm sitting with and the and the conversations uh, that happened before and after Mass. And then, of course, the march itself and having Bishop Malone right out there with us, um, you know, with the coat and the hat and uh, marching with us, listening at the mall, um, first to the vice president, introducing our president. And uh, I tell you, it really exhilarated the crowd. Um, regardless of where you stand, I, precisely on, that's what I was going to say. Regardless of where you stand on political issue, the president of the United States and the administration, you know, took the time for the first time to address you know a crowd that normally gets overlooked. Um, normally, uh, the coverage for the women's march is outnumbered by the March for Life, three to one, you know, four to one sometimes as far as news coverage. And um, they were kind of forced to cover it a little bit more because, of course, with the president right. speaking, sure. um, that was kind of something that, that happened by natural occurrence. But I tell people, Greg, that in my this is just my humble opinion. Regardless of candidates, if you put candidates aside, if we're doing something with our with our lives and with our church teachings that that is able to advance some of our core personal beliefs sometimes we have to put aside some of the things that we might not like about that human being uh, and we're all human none of us are the only person that was uh you know free of all that was Jesus himself right so we all have our faults our sins um, I think that every one of us um, would say that, and certainly I can see some of those, you know, blaring right at me. However, you know how you always say, let's try to see the best in someone? I try to see the best in what are some of the good things that are happening out of this administration. Not the person, but the overall temper of the um, the culture right now in, in responding to what people want. Well, with that in mind, let me just ask you since you, you brought it up, um, the Women's March, that's a relatively new endeavor that is kind of – coincides now with the 
March for Life. Uh, you care to address that at all? You know, I could briefly say that I, I truly believe that uh, some of the women out there don't even really understand why they're out there. And I think that I can say that because I don't really think that there is a purpose, an agenda, something that they really want to get across. At least not a specific maybe. Right. You know, yeah, I realize and, they had a theme this year, but I mean, anything can fall under a theme, right? So Exactly. Yeah. And I and I do feel that it confuses women. Um, I know that even talking to my own mother, she said, oh, were you at the Women's March? I said, do you mean the March for Life? She says, well, aren't they the same? So, I mean, I'm using my mom who's 80 years old and as an example of, not only do some of the people who are attending not truly understand what it is that they're out there for, but the general public is very confused about what's going on. We are proponents of women's issues as well, right? We Absolutely. are proponents of all issues related to life and people's well-being That's in right. the Catholic Church. So, I mean, uh, I think it's great to put particularly this year when with the whole – you know, um, sexual misconduct and all of those kinds of things that have been going on that we've been seeing in the culture, in the media, and the government. Right. Um, you know, I think it's good that we get women's issues out into the That's right. forefront. Could probably be a little stronger, though. I mean, a little more focused. I I, think, I, so. I absolutely agree. And and one thing that I say when we talk about that and the harassment, that too goes back to the dignity of the human person. If you really think about that, these harassment issues and things that happen, male, female, or whichever way that it happens, if that person, whomever it is, had respect, not only for themselves, but for the other person, we could begin to start eliminating some of this. And so it really does all go back to the life issue, respecting each other, respecting each other's lives, decisions, and choices. Um, getting back to the march, I certainly respect and honor their um, right to to uh, express themselves as to their beliefs and what they say, just as much as I feel you know, that we do in regards to the pro-life issue. However, I do feel that you need to do it with love, kindness, prayer. Um, I don't feel that, you know, if from either side, that, you know, shouting or inappropriate um, sayings or messages really is going to be effective in the long run to change hearts and minds. Because I think some people uh, really, when they, when they really think about it at the end of the day, um, there are some things that both sides could say, boy, I think we should do that a little bit better. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and uh, we have talked about that before here That's on right. the program in several instances. Um, we're running low on time. I'll ask you the one general wrap-up question. Anything else you want to get out on the table while I've got you across from me? Sure. Um, <laughs> I know that we did spend a lot of time on the life issue. When I say there, there's all sorts of life issues right, that our office exactly. is involved in, and I just want to bring to the attention, um, I was uh, over a year and a half ago before uh, the opiate crisis now is at just an all-time high, but we have been working on this for a few years, and I'm proud to say I'm on a committee. Um, we're going to be meeting in February um, where we're getting addic addiction advocates uh, designated in each one of our parishes. Um, so you'll be hearing a lot more about that, and it's a really exciting thing uh, to bring out so that people have somewhere to go and somewhere to talk to um, when they're being um, – when they're involved in this because it's not just the addict. 
Think of the ripple effect of all the people that it affects. The sisters, the brothers, the mothers, the fathers, the aunts, the uncles, and the parish community itself. So we're trying to address that um, and try to be a resource again for families. Yeah, it is a it is a terrible, terrible thing on every level, like you just said. And unfortunately, we're not able to say right now that it's getting any better. You're exactly right. So, um, yeah, a lot more needs to be done on that. Glad to hear that we're still moving forward on that. I'm sure that uh, um, I know Sister Mary is going to be here at Catholic Charities Time. So I'm sure we're going to be talking more about that with her as well. Yes. Um, So keep up the good fight on that front as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Cheryl Clary is Director of Pro-Life Activities for the Diocese of Buffalo. Uh, BuffaloDiocese.org is – slash pro-life is the website to go to. Of course, if you go to buffalodiocese.org, you'll find pro-life down there and uh, all of our other evangelization efforts as well, including our uh, radio programs through the news and media tab. Uh, just one more reminder about the St. Gianna Benefit Banquet, which is on Tuesday, February 27th, 6 p.m., the Millennium Hotel uh, near the Walden Galleria uh, off Walden Avenue in Cheektowaga. And you can go to that website, buffalodiocese.org slash pro-life to find out all the information about that as well. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.